I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, May 4th. Here are today's headlines. The clock is ticking on America's debt limit. According to chief economist at Moody's Analytics, Mark Zandi, the U.S. will run out of cash to pay all the government's bills on time by June 8th. That's only a month away. Zandi testified before the Senate today and explained that while he predicts June 8th as the deadline for when America will run out of cash to pay its bills, it is possible that the date could come sooner. There is a possibility, uh, worst case scenario, that it will be June the 1st. It'll be very close. Uh, Best case scenario uh, will be uh, August 8th. So that gives you a sense of uh, timing here. E.J. Antoni, a research fellow for regional economics in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation, says he predicts America will run out of cash to pay its bills by the end of May. But Antoni told the Daily Signal that running out of cash to pay America's bills is not the same thing as defaulting on the nation's debt. Antoni said that the Treasury has more than enough revenue to pay all of its securities, bonds, notes, and bills, as well as payments for Social Security, Medicare, and veterans' benefits. And he added that the Treasury general account being depleted just means we will have another partial government shutdown, like we've had so many times in the past. Remember that the U.S. has already hit its debt limit of $31.4 trillion. Now, the Treasury Department says it's using extraordinary measures to prevent defaulting on America's loans. The Treasury Department says lawmakers have to act to raise the debt ceiling by the beginning of June to prevent default. But Republicans and Democrats are currently gridlocked over the issue. Republicans say that they will not raise the debt ceiling unless Congress agrees to cut spending. And Democrats have not agreed. Stay tuned. Two drones crashed into Moscow Wednesday in what Russia is claiming was a planned attack on the Kremlin intended to assassinate Russian President Vladimir Putin. First, Russia accused Ukraine of being responsible for the attack. Ukraine denied it. But now, Russia, without evidence, is accusing America of planning the attack. The U.S. has denied the claim. But Russia continues to insist America and Ukraine are responsible for the attack. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said attempts to disown the attack on the Kremlin both in Kiev and in Washington are, of course, absolutely ridiculous. He continued, We know very well that decisions about such actions, about such terrorist attacks, are made not in Kiev but in Washington. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby was asked about Peskov's claim during an interview with MSNBC today. Here's what Kirby had to say. We had nothing to do with this, so Peskov is just lying there, pure and simple. Russia has said it has the right to retaliate against the attack. It is still unclear what retaliation means for Russia, but former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev has said Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky should be physically eliminated. New York Democrat Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has called out New York City Mayor Eric Adams over the death of 30-year-old Jordan Neely. Neely was riding on the New York subway this week and was allegedly shouting and threatening passengers. 
A 24-year-old Marine veteran is reported to have put Neely in a chokehold for 15 minutes while other passengers held his arms and legs. Neely was taken to the hospital and then later declared dead. Medical examiners have determined Neely's death a homicide, stating that he died from compression to the neck. Neely was homeless and struggled with mental health. He had earned somewhat of a reputation as a Michael Jackson impersonator and often danced in the Times Square Transit Hub. After Neely's death, Mayor Adams issued a statement Wednesday saying, Any loss of life is tragic. There's a lot we don't know about what happened here, so I'm going to refrain from commenting further. AOC was dissatisfied with Adams' statement and took to Twitter. She said, This honestly feels like a new low not being able to clearly condemn a public murder because the victim was a social status some would deem too low to care about. The Marine veteran who put Neely in the chokehold was taken into custody but has since been released without charges. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg says his office will review the video of the incident, the medical report. He says his office will also interview witnesses. McDonald's is in hot water for allegedly violating child labor laws. The Labor Department says it found more than 300 kids were working in various McDonald's restaurants, mainly in Kentucky. The findings are the result of an investigation from the Labor Department's Wage and Hour Division. According to the department, the investigation found that various McDonald's locations employed 305 children to work more than the legally permitted hours and perform tasks prohibited by law for young workers. The violations totaled more than $212,000 in fines. In one instance, two 10-year-olds were found to be working at a McDonald's in Louisville, Kentucky. Bauer Food LLC operates the store. The two children were not being paid and were working sometimes as late as 2 a.m. Federal labor laws severely restrict the type of work and hours of work minors can perform. 14- and 15-year-olds can only work up to three hours on a school day, for example, and can't work past 7 p.m. during the school year. Wage and Hour Division District Director Karen Garnett Civils in Louisville, Kentucky, says there has been an increase in federal child labor violations, including allowing minors to operate equipment or handle types of work that endangers them or employs them for more hours or later in the day than federal law allows. Sean Bauer, franchise owner and operator of the McDonald's where the 10-year-olds were found to be working, said the kids were visiting their parent, who works as a night manager at the store, and were not employees of the store. McDonald's USA spokesperson Tiffany Boyd responded to the Labor Department's findings, saying, These reports are unacceptable, deeply troubling, and run afoul of the high expectations we have for the entire McDonald's brand. She added that McDonald's is committed to ensuring our franchisees have the resources they need to foster safe workplaces for all employees and maintain compliance with all labor laws. A Catholic hospital in Oklahoma has been told it has two choices. Extinguish the flame of a sacred candle in the hospital chapel or lose federal funding. After a health inspection in February, St. Francis Health System was told the candle was a hazard and needed to be extinguished. The hospital has been told it will lose the ability to accept Medicare, Medicaid, 
and the Children's Health Insurance Program if it doesn't blow out the candle. The candle sits in the hospital chapel and represents the presence of Jesus Christ, according to Fox News. It is encased in glass and has a brass top covering it. The hospital argues it doesn't pose a hazard. Now, the nonprofit legal group, the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, has sent a letter to officials with the Department of Health and Human Services. In the letter, the Beckett Fund tells HHS officials, the government has a simple choice, either stop this attack on St. Francis's faith or expect a legal firestorm. We will keep you all informed if any formal legal action is taken. Four members of the Proud Boys have been convicted of multiple felonies in relation to the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Among those convicted are Enrique Terrio, the former leader of the Proud Boys. The charges against them include seditious conspiracy and conspiring to prevent the peaceful transfer between presidents. Other charges, according to CBS News, include obstructing an official proceeding, obstructing Congress, conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging duties, obstruction of law enforcement during civil disorder, and aiding and abetting and destruction of government property. The men will likely face a maximum prison sentence of 20 years. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Daily Signal's Top News. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Rob Bluey is going to be sitting down with Dr. Jill Simons of the American College of Pediatricians to discuss the vicious attacks on their website. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you all have a great night, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.